Welcome back to the Running in Circles podcast. I'm your host, Zach Hamilton, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with the freshman phenom from Wake Forest, Rocky Hansen. So far this cross-country season, Rocky has been tearing up the course, with a fifth-place finish at his first meet and a sixth-place finish at the Nuttycomb Invitational, where he was competing against the likes of Kai Robinson, Parker Wolf, Drew Bosley, and other national contenders at the collegiate level. When I asked him why he was doing so good with a transition from high school to college, he said that a big part of it is that his coaches preach that you shouldn't set limitations on yourself just because of your age. And he has certainly shown us that age doesn't determine anything. He holds personal best of 832 and 3200 and 358 in the mile. But without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with the one and only Rocky Hansen. So first question, with Halloween coming up, what is your opinion on when the right time is to start listening to Christmas music? I mean, I, in my family, it's always started happening around November, just because my sister tends to be a very festive person. So whenever November would hit, the Christmas music would always come on, and I think that's fine. I don't have anything against Christmas music, and I mean, I, I think it fits the mood pretty well. I always have good memories associated with it, so I think whatever suits you. Just nothing earlier than, I think October is probably pushing it a little bit, though. Are you more of a Halloween, Thanksgiving, or a Christmas kind of guy? Mm, probably Christmas for the vibes. I do enjoy Thanksgiving a lot because, you know, a lot of food, and I eat a lot, so Thanksgiving is great. And I don't know, I just like Christmas because it's just time with the family, and Especially, I especially appreciate that now since I'm at college and I don't see them as much. So time with the fam for sure is definitely appreciated. And I'm looking forward to that Christmas season again. Home for Thanksgiving. How do you structure the run if you're running? Do you go in the morning before eating all the food or do you go after in the evening? You must be crazy if you go after. You're asking for like something terrible to happen on that run. (laughs) So definitely go before, dog. (laughs) Yeah. For Halloween, what do you think is the right age to stop trick-or-treating? Uh, I mean, the last time I trick-or-treated was 8th grade year, maybe? 7th grade year? I mean, I think it's, like, probably once you're in, probably, like, past freshman year of high school, I would think, but... I mean, it, whatever floats your boat, just if you want to do it, then do it. I don't, I don't know. You might get rejected by the people who yeah. are giving out candy. But, I mean, might as well try. She just got to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a freshman at Wake Forest this year. So can you talk a little bit about what uh, drew you there? Yeah. So I'll just start with, like, the basics. So I liked Wake Forest, like, initially because – I live in North Carolina. I know of Wake Forest before even like getting recruited there. I know it's a very prestigious academic institution, and it's a very, it's a small school which I enjoy. It's small class size. It's like twenty students to one faculty ratio or something like that. So the classes are a lot more interactive, and you build better relationships with the professor. But it's not that location mattered to me. Like I was looking at other places that were far away, but I it is nice to be close to home. Like now that I'm here, 
But I would say the main thing that really drew me here was uh, the cross-country team's really good, for one. They got fifth last year at NCAAs, 10th the year before that, 15th the year before that. So that's been a consistent progression. And now we're super young and we're trying to chase big things in the future. But the biggest thing was the priorities of the program and what they value when they recruit the people to their program, when they recruit athletes. They say, we don't want you to just be a good athlete. We want you to be a good we're looking for good people for our program. We don't, we want high character individuals who don't have a huge ego. They just are good teammates. They want to run fast and they want to accomplish great big things. And I really appreciated that because I, it contributes to a healthy team culture. And I know it's an environment that I can thrive in if everyone is working towards the same goal and everyone just supports each other in that way. So yeah. The high character piece was definitely the biggest draw for me. What are you majoring in there? And out of college, if you don't go pro, what would be the ideal job with the major? As of now, I'm in the engineering school at Wake. So I, if I don't go, if I don't pursue a pro career after, then I'll probably do something with engineering. But I mean, I'm still a freshman, so not declared or anything like that. Things can change. What do you kind of contribute to making such a huge leap? I feel like a lot of freshmen, kind of the theme is that when they go from high school to college, especially with cross, maybe not so much track, but they're just kind of far. Like last year, we saw Colin Solomon, who was the national champ, I think got like 150th at NCAAs. But what do you kind of attribute to you being so good at cross this year out of high school? Well, a part of it's definitely the coaching. I've definitely been coached the right way both when I was in high school and when in my by my college coach, by Coach Hayes. I mean, they I've been put in the hands of fantastic coach coaches, so I can't commend them enough for that and thank them enough for that. And also, like, Coach Hayes and the coaching staff have instilled confidence in me that I can accomplish big things even though I'm young. The, the number one thing they said to me was just because, you th- just because you're young, don't make it think that – don't make it – let you think that you can't do big things as a freshman in the NCAA. Don't let don't let being young be a factor in you not performing well. And I just carried that with me into the season. I just said, well, let's see what I can do. And you just you can't really treat it any differently than high school. You just gotta I just whenever I was in high school I would insert myself right with those front guys and I would race to win. And that's what I've been doing so far this season and it's worked, and it's because of the confidence that's been instilled in me by my coaches, by the training we're doing, and uh, by being placed in their hands in the first place. You placed sixth at Nutty Comb, so can you kind of break down that race for me and just what was going through your head during it? Yeah, so it was a cold and rainy one, typical Wisconsin weather, I've, as I have seen and observed. but. I, at the beginning of the race, I was probably like, I don't know, 50th, maybe 30th, somewhere, somewhere in there at like 1k or maybe a little bit before that. But I I wasn't really concerned about that. The biggest thing is just staying patient and working your way up in the beginning because a lot of guys go out way too hard and then they start flaming out late and it shows like you just start passing people. So I just made sure to slowly work my way up at like 1K. I went around a bunch of people and went right into that front group. And then all of a sudden I found myself around those guys, your Graham Blanks, your Nico Young, your 
uh, Kai Robinson, your Drew Bosley, et cetera. And I just said, all right, I'm going to hang here and I'm going to place as high as I can. I'm going to go for the win. And I just stayed locked in there. I hung on to those guys until the end and just lost a little bit of focus at the end, but was able to come through with the sixth place finish. But it's kind of it was a really but... fun experience. It was very muddy and very wet. But... I saw some comments on Instagram asking if the uh, buzz cut was part of a Rocky villain arc. So when did you get the uh, buzz? Yeah, I got it, I think, a week before Nuttycomb. And there wasn't, it wasn't a dare, it wasn't a bet, it wasn't anything like that. I've actually been thinking about doing this for a while just because I was talking about it during the summer with, like, some of my teammates. I was just like, you know what, what if I just got a buzz? Like, I'm just tired of the hair. What if I just got a buzz? Like, just for the experience. I've never had it in my life. I just want to see what a buzz feels like. And my mom absolutely hated the idea. She said, no, don't do that. But I was like, Mom, I'm going to college. I mean, <laughs> my hair. So um, I ended up doing it a week before Nutty comes, and I must say, it feels pretty good. I really enjoy the bus cut, to be honest. And I just, I didn't do it for any other reason, just for the experience to just have fun with it. And I, I like it, so. <laughs> I think you, I'm pretty sure you didn't run conference, right, this past weekend? Yeah, unfortunately, I did not. So what was kind of the reasoning behind that? Yeah, I unfortunately, after Nuttycomb, I had a little bit of a flare-up like in some joints and muscles in my feet, and just wasn't quite ready yet at conference. And I figured the best move for my team and for myself would be for me to heal up and uh, get some good training in going into regionals and nationals so that I can give myself and my team the best shot at uh, doing something big at nationals. And you think you're all good now, right? Yeah, progress is being made, and we'll be ready Mm -hmm. when the time comes. Outside of running, what are some of your hobbies and things that you enjoy doing? I like reading a lot. I do like, I mean, just like across a wide variety of genres. I like reading like informational stuff about the human body. I like reading fiction. I I like I like alternating on like the genres I read. But I also enjoy video games from time to time. But I also love the outdoors a lot. I like to go hiking and uh, exploring with with my friends. So like whenever like here at like with some of my uh, freshman teammates, I like to sometimes go on hikes with them just over the weekend and just kind of get away for a little bit, get away from school and. Uh, running for a little bit and just enjoy time out in nature and that's something i really enjoy so just the outdoors in general and hanging out with friends is probably what i like to do outside of running is there a favorite book you've read i feel like i'm not great at recognizing books so i probably won't be able to know what it is but (laughs) is there a favorite one i've little i've read a lot of great books like I'm a terrible, like, reviewer, because I feel like everything I, like, read or watch or listen to, I'm like, oh, I really like that. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I don't think I could ever be, like, a movie critic or anything like that. But uh, I'll just name some books that I liked. So recently, recently, here, I'll show you. I just finished a book called Breath. It talks about, like, the science of breathing and, like, a bunch of other, like, crazy stuff with how the breath is associated to the human body and, like, livelihood some really cool stuff and i also read a one of my 
probably my favorite fiction book I've ever read. I read back in May. It was called Dark Matter, and I really enjoyed that one. What are some of the favorite video games? Uh, I I like to play like some of the smaller stuff or some of like the story driven stuff. I don't like to play some of the bigger stuff like too often, unless like all my friends are playing it, then I'll do it. But like, whenever I like get the time, it's typically like a single player game. Like like, it's been so long since I played like because I left my Xbox at home and I didn't play much over the summer. So I don't know. I probably like there's um. Gosh, I'm trying to think what games like. There's a there's a small like indie game called Risk of Rain Two that I really enjoy. Um, also, uh, Jedi Jedi Fallen Order. That's one that I really enjoyed. I, and just like this, like the story driven games are the ones that I like. You said you had an Xbox, so is that the uh, superior console? You think as far as the different consoles and brands go. I'm not gonna say it's superior, but it's been the one that I've been with since day one. So, in my eyes, it is. But <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you say is your proudest accomplishment in your high school career? Hmm. Accomplishment I'm most proud of. Probably like. Sorry. I... <laughs> Just give me a moment to think about yeah, this. Because I like, I think it's easy for me to say like, oh, like the sub four miles, like my biggest accomplishment. But like, it really wasn't like, I, I don't like view it like that highly in my mind. Like, I think like, I think like racing at all those national meets and racing against the best of the best and achieving like uh just like uh, racing with the best of the best and proving myself day after day are like some of my like biggest accomplishments in high school that I look fondly back on like whenever like when people like I got asked like what was my favorite race in high school like a week or two ago and I didn't say the sub four mile. I said it was Arcadia 2022 because it was like the first race that I really felt like I belonged in the sport, like that I had a chance at doing something with it. So for me, like the biggest accomplishments are like the ones that where it was like a breakthrough where I did something unexpected, where I proved like that I belonged or I overcame adversity. Those are the biggest accomplishments for me. And now that I'm like speaking through my thinking and talking out loud i know what it is arcadia 2023 is probably like what i think of as a big accomplishment because i came off six weeks of cross training and very little running and i put myself out there at arcadia put myself up with the best of the best and i was able to come away with a very good performance and i look back very fondly on that meet and the meet in 2022 at arcadia because i also went through a bunch of iron deficiency and mental struggles and that end of season leading into Arcadia. So I look at those performances as like my biggest accomplishments because it showed that I overcame adversity and proved that I can do hard things and that we can all do hard things if we put our minds to it.
but can you take me through your first experience with the sport and how you got started with it? Yeah, sure. So it goes back to second grade and I was playing soccer and my parents wanted to give me something to do during the off season. And so they put me into a junior track club just to see what I could do. I mean, it wasn't my choice at first, but it grew on me and I ended up liking it because I I enjoyed the movement of running and I was pretty good at it, like just because I had the endurance built from soccer and well, when you're good at something, you tend to like it. So I was hooked from then on, just like competing and pushing myself. And I took like multiple breaks, like year, two year long breaks, just because you're a kid. Like if you train, if you train from eight years old to like 18 years old, like nonstop, no breaks, no anything, you're probably going to burn out. Like, I don't know how Yakov like, as a kid, was able to, like, not burn out. But, I mean, I guess it's because he did, like, cross-country skiing and all that stuff as a kid, so it wasn't necessarily running, but it was a part of a bigger picture, if you know what I mean. But anyway, yeah. like, my, those were my first steps with the sport, was in second grade and going into a junior track club and took a couple of year-long breaks. And middle school, I joined the cross-country team, first experience with that really liked it and then high school I decided to go all in in high school when you were kind of all in was there ever a point where you just felt stuck in the sport and if so how'd you kind of overcome that yeah um going back to what I was talking about in my junior year during a indoor season and uh, well I'll wind back a little bit further and go to cross-country season during the during junior year cross country season, I was running okay. I'd run like, like I'd run like fifteen twenty one as my PB, and I just and I opened the season in like fifteen thirty two, so I didn't progress that much throughout the season as much as I would have liked, and things just kind of felt off. I felt really tired and was kind of burnt out, which was like the first time I had experienced like I really want a break from running. Like that was the first time I experienced that feeling. And I just felt stuck. And then I just kept running bad, carried on into indoor, kept running bad. And it turns out iron deficiency was kind of underlying that issue why I wasn't running good and why I was unhappy and tired all the time. So once we got that fixed, I was a lot better. But during that time, when I was like, when we had figured out what it was, and when we were on the build back up to get my iron levels up and return to uh fast healthy running i just like kept focusing at the light at the end of the tunnel and i just had to put it in perspective that like having iron deficiency or like a stress fracture like i did my sophomore year like or like the covid pandemic my freshman year and how it shut everything down like those things i just put in my mind i just reframed it as something that is a part of the journey that like it's there for a reason it's there to teach me something so whenever i feel stuck i'm i just take a step back and i'm like okay why is it here it's obviously here for a reason what is it trying to teach me and that's what helps me and get over the obstacle improve and move forward and prevent it in the future what advice would you give to runners who want to see more success in running just in general 
I mean, there's a lot that could be said for that, but uh, be a student of the sport, like soak up all the information you can and the discipline being disciplined is like doing all the little things like do all the little things like sleep, uh, rolling out strength training, uh, icing, whatever it may be, all those little things you have to do those like you as I have done more like as I have been in this sport for a longer amount of time I realized that doing the little things is probably the most important especially at a young age like in high school when you have like more time because you're not doing academics or anything like that like getting more sleep and doing more of those little things is just like especially important and because like when you get later on in life and you're in the NCAA like you don't have as much time like you really have to squeeze everything in so especially at a young age when you're developing like you need to get your sleep and you need to so that you can actually progress so do the little things be a student of the sport but most importantly keep it fun like don't take it way too seriously you will get burnt out if you take it a little too seriously so just have fun with it do your best every day take things day by day and uh keep moving forward How's the uh, cafeteria at Wake Forest, and what's the best item from there? Yeah, so we call it the pit. That's like the name of it. We're at uh, Wake, and I, I love it. It's really nice. They've got a great salad bar, great fruit bar. They've got uh, an international grill. They have like a southern kitchen. They've got like a pasta station. They've even got a vegan station for the vegans out there. I'm not vegan, but it's there. And they also have like a bakery area that makes like wraps and things like that. But I think the the pasta station is easily the best because it's like if like some of the options that are at the pit like aren't the greatest that day, you can always go to the pasta station and you know that there's something there that you like. Like, and you can make your own pasta with all the toppings you want on it, and it's just. It's very convenient and it's a uh, good food. It's solid every time. And I'm the type of guy like I don't I don't need like a bunch of other options to like feel satisfied. Like I'm fine with just a dining hall. So I guess I am like it, my perspective is probably different than other people's, but I I like the dining hall. Has there been any specific food that has been like really bad or just in general in like your running career? Has there ever been a time where you've had like some food and it's unexpectedly kind of thrown you off on a run? Okay, it's actually really weird, but Panera Bread is like the bane of my existence. (laughs) (laughs) Panera, it's interesting. So 20 or yeah, junior cross country season, I ran the Great American Cross Country Festival in 1528 and I was like, out basically at the line because I was dehydrated and I had to get an IV and all that. Threw up a couple times. Whatever. On the car back, we stop and we get Panera bread, and I eat a lot. And then only to stop an hour later and throw it all up. <laughs> then, fast forward, fast forward a year to Champs Cross Country Nationals in San Diego. Once again, I find myself passing out at the line and I'm in the bed tent again. And what do you know? There's Panera Bread at lunch. So it's just like a omen or something. Shoot. But Panera Bread has always been there when it's like a, like a moment where I haven't raced great. So 
I don't know. <laughs> cool. Moving on to a few would you rather questions here. Would you rather listening to an annoying laugh for a whole day or get tickled for one hour? An annoying laugh for a day, probably. I can endure it. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to know like how it would work. Like are you wearing headphones and listening to annoying laugh, or is it like an actual person just in your ear? But that would be an interesting one to go through. Uh, would you rather lose the ability to cry or cry every day for 20 minutes randomly? Lose the ability to cry or cry for cry once every day for 20 minutes? Yeah, just at a random time every yeah, day. Said- yeah. Mm. Probably just lose the ability to cry because I feel like if you cry for 20 minutes every day, I feel like that's pretty emotionally draining. I get that crying is like a way to let out your emotion and cope, which I, it's very healthy like to do that. Crying is good. Like it shouldn't be viewed as a bad thing, but like yeah, 20 minutes every day, I feel like would be a little draining. So I don't know. I'd rather just lose the ability. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be, it would definitely get pretty old, especially if you're like in some situation where you're just trying to do something or get something done. You start crying unexpectedly. That would be kind of tough. Exactly. Yeah. But that's all I've got. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. No problem, man. I need to- Thanks for tuning into this episode of Running in Circles. If you enjoyed it, please consider sharing with a friend and leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you use to listen, because it really helps the podcast grow. I'm your host, Zach Hamilton, and I'll see you next time on Running in Circles.